0: Today on City Cash Chicago From the Democratic National Convention To the everlasting hope The Bears will finally come out on top What do we predict will happen in 2024? Producer Michelle Navarro is here with me To lay out some predictions Plus we've got a Chicago Theater Week preview It's Tuesday, January 16th I'm Jacoby Cochran And this is what Chicago is talking about What's up, Michelle? How you feeling, my G? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm not out here complaining. I'm not out here complaining. We still early in January. So, you know, people is getting out they what they expect for 2024 vibes right now. And and the Chicago Magazine is no different. They recently put out this list. I know you saw it, too, of their 13 predictions for this year. So we got to jump into this. Uh, which ones are we feeling? Which ones do we disagree with? Michelle, let's start with you. What's one of these on the list that you you looked at and you was like, all right, that's, that's pretty likely. I agree with that 2024 prediction.
1: So one right off the bat was that the Republican Party will use the Democratic National Convention to troll Chicago. This one, when I read it, it was just kind of like no shocker, no brainer kind of thing, Mm -hmm. because let's be real, like Chicago's always just been on the like the forefront of what they will use mm-hmm. to go against any democratic policy that we have here um i think something that the chicago uh, magazine kind of listed um underneath that prediction was that they're that right now we're at such a pivotal moment of kind of you know the migrant crisis right like we've had so this popul- this influx of a grand population kind of move in since summer you know of, of 2022 and so I think this is going to be a a really big talking point for them. You know, people are still in dire need of housing. And so whether or not, you know, what happens in August, when, you know, the NC does happen, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, one, where are we at as a city in terms of taking care of this population, housing this population, making sure that they have the adequate resources to live somewhat of a dignified life mm-hmm. and how, you know, Republican, the Republican Party will, you know, spend that. Against, you know, the idea of being, you know, Sanctuary City, the idea of, you know, using federal funds to take care of these people. And so crime, though, Chicago, you know, people always love to use crime as a talking point.
0: That's 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 Republican, uh, conservative, sort of anti-Chicago, anti-Black talking point. Number one, like you said, is is violence. Because one thing that these talking points love is cognitive dissonance. Like you said, it, it's easy to talk about Chicago being a, a sort of quote unquote uh, city, uh, city of violence, the city of gun violence. It, it doesn't matter if that matches up with the with the actual um, sort of violence race that you see in, in the news. When, when we think about the number of asylum seekers that in Chicago, it doesn't matter that it's Republican led states and cities that, that are sort of recklessly sending people here to make a political point. Right. We'll, we'll just sort of focus on the back end. Chicago is. No, uh, it it is not new to hosting these national conventions. We hosted 25 Republican and Democratic national conventions between 1860 and 1996. And let's just be real, I'll A few of them went off very poorly as well. I'm thinking about 1968 where we saw um, major protests, major police violence. Uh, So, so yeah, that's that's low hanging fruit of a prediction. Right. Chicago is going to stay in these people's mouths with or without a major convention, with or without a presidential race. Uh, And the fact that both of those things are happening this year, you know, it, it, it means Chicago will be bad mouthed even more. My prediction or the prediction I agree with was that bring Chicago home will pass. That, again, is the real estate transfer tax, uh, which will be on the ballot in March. It's, it's a referendum for us to choose if we believe that this should go through. It's ultimately a funding source uh, for homelessness efforts in our city by increasing the Tax that properties over a million dollars will pay. Essentially, if a if a property costs you know a million to one point five million, they'll have to pay two percent in the real estate transfer tax. If it's over one point five million, they'd have to pay three percent. Um, a lot of Chicagoans or a lot of properties in Chicago will see a reduction because properties under a million, um, it will go down. It, it's going to be tough. Chicago hasn't passed a binding referendum since eighteen eighty five. But I think one thing we saw last year is that there is a a groundswell around these types of organizing efforts. The same individuals who helped to get Brandon Johnson into City Hall, pushing back against a sort of two to one spending. These are some of the same people who are going to be leading the effort towards getting Bring Chicago Home passed. And so uh, I, I think over the last few years, we've seen Bring Chicago Home just become More part of our lexicon in Chicago, more people talking about it. I think the rise of asylum seekers in the city, for better and worse, has has Sort of reignited the conversation about what are we doing for Chicagoans who are are sleeping outside Chicagoans who are unhoused uh, who need more resources? And I think if if we can at least get some dedicated form of funding on the books, this is a volatile form of funding that changes from year to year. Uh, But I think that is something that a lot of Chicagoans can get behind.
1: No, I definitely agree that having this, you know, the new arrivals come in kind of has brought a lot of more urgency to this, this idea. Aside from, you know, all the the Chicagoans that have experienced homelessness in the city for so long. And so it feels like this is a good moment to kind of build off that energy to really make something happen in March. Uh, you know, and and like you said, there is a lot of groups that are going to be fighting against this. Um, you know, there was a lawsuit it's a group of real estate trade groups and landlords that include the Building Owners and Managers Association of Chicago, the Chicago Land Apartment Association, uh, the Neighborhood Building Owners Alliance.
0: If you tell Chicagoans your landlord is against it, they might come out a little bit more. Hey, you know who don't want this passed? Your landlord. Your landlord.
1: That's how you know, right? They filed. They filed the lawsuit in Cook County Circuit Court to block this from the ballot. Um, and their kind of their their argument, you know, against the the referendum is that it's too quote unquote vague and ambiguous in explaining how it will reduce homelessness and violates the constitution by combining separate unrelated questions about the proposed transfer tax rate. It should be interesting to see what what happens with this lawsuit and then you know what happens in March.
0: Now Michelle, what is one of the predictions on that list that you weren't feeling? You read it and was like, "No, no, no, I get out of here. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to look at this."
1: So the one that I was like, I don't want to see this was Donald Trump will win the presidency again and will be Chicago's fault. So, I mean, the reason why they say it's going to be Chicago's fault is because we have so many Democratic leaning college graduates who move to Chicago from, you know, swing states or from red states. And that will kind of create these states to just, you know, swing Republican. And so... I think the prediction based on these, like it's it's definitely fair a fair prediction to make um, because brain drain is really real, especially in these rural um, states. Um, but honestly, I think that if Donald Trump wins, it's not necessarily. And again, this is kind of like on wording, but like it's not Chicago's fault. But it's really because these rural str- states, um, you know, they don't have a lot of the things that college graduates are looking for, right? They want to live in cities that are walkable. They want to live in cities that have better uh, transportation. They want to have cities that have kind of bigger networks for them in terms of like jobs and things to do and a lot of these states are like, they're rural states, you know what I'm saying? Like, what y'all doing over there?
0: Yeah, I'm like, people wanna legally get an abortion.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like people want access to an abortion, people want access to care, people want access in general, and that's Mm -hmm. what you get in a city like Chicago, that's what you get in cities, in bigger cities in the United States in general. And so, it's just like the idea that it will be Chicago's fault, it will be a,
0: white supremacy's fault. It will be yes. the Republican Party's <laughs> fault for, for making that bed and landing it by pushing a constituency in a way that, that sort of boxes them in ideologically. They 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 can't separate themselves. And so it will not be Chicago's fault.
1: Don't don't drag us in the mud. Don't drag our name in the mud like it'll that. be
0: more on them DNC representatives and, and 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 the Democratic Party's inability um to sort of sweep up voters in the face of this. Right. But hey. I mean, you know,
1: and right now we're hearing a lot about kind of like the demographics of these new voters or like voters, mm-hmm. you know, Gen Z millennial voters like and and we see again and again, I think recently about they're not on party loyalty like they're really on the issue. So if you want to, you know, pull more Democratic voters, if you want to pull more voters on your side, you have to start, you know, listening to these younger crowds. Mm-hmm. Um. So all of this is going to play a huge role. But yeah, don't drag our name in the mud like that. It is not our fault. I, I think, too, like, last thing to say is, like, I, I, in general, aside from, you know, Chicago, it me saying that it's not going to be Chicago's fault, I don't think Donald Trump's going to win. Um, That's my prediction, too. I don't think he's going to win. Like, people already, like, getting him off, like, fighting to get him off the ballot.
0: <laughs> he said, I cannot promise to not overthrow this government. That's, I just, I can't make that promise. I can't make that promise. Um. On a slightly lighter, but somehow maybe even more contentious note for some Chicagoans, (laughs) uh, the the prediction that I am going to disagree with, and I'm going to put my chest into this one, uh, one of the Chicago Magazine's predictions is that the Bears will lose to the Packers both times next year. And I know. This is a – they said it was this is the easiest prediction that they can make. The Bears haven't beat the Packers since 2018. And I get it. The Packers are qualified for the playoffs this year. The Bears did not qualify. But, hey, they were only like two games away from each other. It wasn't that bad. The Bears got a lot of money going into this offseason. Uh, we have no idea what they're going to do about their quarterback. They, they are going to bring in hopefully some more competent offensive and defensive coordinators. But I think we might get one up off of them. I think we might get one off the. No, I'm not even going. We are going to beat the Packers next season, and we go into the playoffs next season. I love to uh, hear it because between the, the the free agent moves we've been making, shout out to Montez, the defensive lineman. Uh, what we about to do in this draft? Please go and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Please, please. So I think the Bears is going to invest in all of the right places. Um, I'm not saying we're, like, contending for anything, but I do think we're going to beat the Packers and we're going to make the playoffs coming out as a wild card next year. That's my prediction. We we got seven, eight months to be hopeful. Why are we, why we down on them so early? Why are we down on them so early? We got time. We can change these predictions in September. In September. Before before we wrap up and we start talking about uh, Chicago theater, Michelle, quickly, what is your original prediction for Chicago? We talked about ones we agree and disagree from the list. What, what's your big prediction for Chicago, real quick?
1: So my big prediction is pretty hopeful, um, but it's something that, I don't know, you just look at the history of Chicago and you're like, how can this not happen? There's been so much chaos around the crisis for the new arrivals that have come to our city. And I truly believe that, you know, coming this year, there will be integration. You know, I truly believe just like how the Mexicans, just how like how Puerto Rican populations, just like how insert immigrant group that came to Chicago within the last hundred years, like people integrate, people find community, people build, and that's what makes the city great. And so I truly believe, you know, with time as, you know, hopefully that funding that that comes in and, and people get housed, you know, going back to bring Chicago home like I hope that all these movements really bring some urgency and that we can really start not just you know a temporary housing for people, a temporary care, but look more long term in how to actually integrate people in our in our communities um, and how to really care for them and welcome them, because that's how that's how this city works. And I, and I believe like in being hopeful about that.
0: For sure. Hey, for that for that to come, the city will, as we as we all know, have to build longer term solutions, has to work more closely with community members, community stakeholders, the alders, the organizations on the ground, listen to the people who are pro- even if we're not loving everything we're hearing, but right. understanding where is this frustration coming from? And, and like you said, everything Chicago has in, in terms of our culture, it, it's been built in spite of mm-hmm. segregation. It's been built in spite of unsustainable systems and, mm-hmm. and the art, the culture, the food, the, the neighborhoods, the communities that we have built up out of great migrations before mm-hmm. um I like you said this is a part of part of that lineage and we have an opportunity to embrace it most of these migrations meet opposition yep right they meet community protest they meet people saying go home get out of here mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to push back against that um speaking of on the other end not accepting something my chicago prediction uh, and it was another huge story last year. Will surely be a story this year during the summer is, as we all know, former Mayor Lori Lightfoot put us in a, on a contract with NASCAR to bring the first ever NASCAR street race to Chicago that took place during the summer of 2023. If you didn't remember that contract, Ultimately said that they would get three races with the potential for two more for a total of five races throughout uh, Chicago's downtown. My major prediction, the one I'm getting my fingers crossed for is we will see a repeat of 2023. NASCAR will be here in early July. The, the construction will suck. It will it will slow things down and then it will just rain and rain and rain. And if you know anything about street races, rain ain't really the best component to make things go off effectively. And so I'm predicting that it is going to rain during NASCAR weekend for the second year in a row and that Mayor Brandon Johnson is going to be put in a position. Where after two years of both disappointing turnout and the headache in the months leading up to it is going to be forced to cancel the contract with NASCAR and they will have to move on to another city to get their sort of street race. Let's bring in some new urbanites into our demographic. Well, it ain't gonna happen on Chicago's Michigan Avenue and y'all might have to go down to St. Louis or something or start rolling around Madison to to figure out the next great race. If this this gonna be your first summer, are you are you are you excited for NASCAR? Are you gonna check it out?
1: No. Honestly, I don't I don't need to check it out. I, I think it's funny that like this is such a big Chicago thing. I wasn't around for, for the one last summer, but like mm-hmm. I, I heard everything on Twitter. I was reading everything and I thought it was hilarious. I think it's also funny that like right now the, the city like there's there's reporting around these street takeovers where there's like actual uh, Chicagoans racing on the city street. is
0: like I'm getting paid off gambling, <laughs> weed and street races. The rest of you, mugs, jail. Yes, You're going to jail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so yeah, I know there are people who love it. Um but, but you know, I, I also love hating. So hey, we got we got to balance the scales. We got to balance the scales. Michelle, before we get out of here, one last thing. Chicago Theater Week is uh, about a month away. Tickets are already on sale for venues across the city. Dozens and dozens of plays are going to be available. It's going to take place from February 8th to 18th, but the schedule is available now. Tickets are available now. Uh, Michelle, are you a a theater goer? Is this something you love to do, something you're excited to be exploring uh, this season in Chicago? And if so, what's a play you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah. So growing up, I didn't get a chance to go to the to the theater very often. I do remember, though, really enjoying, you know, going on field trips to the Navy Pier to the Chicago Shakespeare Theater, which that I remember was really fun. So one that kind of got my attention right away was um Antigone which is, mm-hmm. you know, on the Greek mythology. Um, it's going to be at Court Theater in Hyde Park. And I, I read it in high school, in my senior year high school class. Shout out, Mrs. Shaft. And I loved it <laughs> because, you know, if, if you're familiar, it's a girl who just wants to give her brother a respectful, dignified burial. Um, she goes against the king's orders because the king said no. And I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. I I really enjoyed reading it, so I really want to check it out. Um, Another one that I was interested in is called La Pinche India. Um, It's at the Aguijón Theater Company, which is, I didn't know this, but this is the oldest Latino theater in Chicago, which I think is cool Mm -hmm. and even just worth checking out for that alone. What about you, Jacoby? What are are you looking at?
0: I love going to the theater, especially during this time of the year, a place you can just go sitting in for about an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, So this, this, Chicago Theater Week. I'm excited to maybe check out Champion at the Lyric Opera. I, I will say it's not a th- Chicago theater I have visited a lot, but the synopsis of the production sounds really cool. It's about this boxer who is both dealing with, you know, uh, being in this hyper-violent sport Having accidentally killed a person, but also navigating their own identity and sexuality in this sort of hyper masculine sport Uh, and, and it being sort of put on as an opera was something that was. Pretty interesting to me. Champion at the lyric opera, and then another one <laughs> that I mostly wanted to go see for giggles because I went to see Little Shop of Horrors out in Aurora, and I was supposed to go see it with my homies uh Darius and Gabby, but Gabby got sick that weekend, and so now I'm hearing the Little Shop of Horrors is playing at the Beverly Center for the Arts, which is a little closer to both of us. It's not all the way out in Aurora, and so I feel like we got to make that double day happen this time around.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I again, and then also looking at the cost of these, you know, like. They range from like fifteen to thirty dollars, which is definitely doable. I think mm-hmm. we kind of have this idea of of theater being expensive, which in some cases it really
0: could be. It, it can't be. They doing it lotteries can. for some shows in yeah. Chicago. Yeah,
1: yeah. Especially like how you mentioned champion, like opera. Like you think about the opera, you're like, that's gonna hit the pockets. Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool that you know the the looking at the site, um, it, it just shows kind of a range of of different prices and also. Different neighborhoods, like you said, you can search. Yeah,
0: you can search by neighborhood to find what productions are going to be going on. There, There is a great way to either find a show that'll get you out of your neighborhood or if you just want something close by home uh, to use that search function as well. And so make sure you check the show notes. We will drop a link to the full schedule for Chicago Theater Week. We will also drop the link to the Chicago Magazine article so you can see what were their predictions for 2024. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? And if you have your own predictions, you already know where to find us. Reach out to us and leave us a text or a voicemail at 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your name and your Chicago 2024 prediction. I want to give a huge thank you to our producer, Michelle Navarro. It's always a pleasure, G.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Before we get out of here, the city says it will suspend the 60-day limit on migrant shelter stays through at least the 22nd of January due to the bitter cold we're experiencing. We've got that news and more cold weather tips in our newsletter, Hey Chicago, sign up now at chicago.citycast.fm. Before you switch to another podcast, you know I got some good news for you. Tomorrow Never Knows Fest is back this year to prove Chicagoans will braid even the worst snow for some good music. You can catch over 60 acts across four venues running Wednesday through Sunday. You can check the show notes for the full schedule. As always, we appreciate you for listening and reading and becoming a member of City CityCast Chicago. We'll be back in your feeds bright and early tomorrow, if you notice, at 3 a.m. We'll talk to you then peace uh that's 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 my prediction for for 2024 and luckily since you know y'all the producers y'all control this if it don't happen y'all ain't got to bring this clip back up it could just disappear just disappear
1: (laughs) oh jacoby we love bringing back things up though so (laughs) i'm sorry